you have your Bible, would you turn to the Old Testament prophet Micah? It's in the Minor Prophets, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk. So it's right in there somewhere around Jonah and Nahum. Is that helpful? <laughs> and uh, we're going to, to pay attention to this marvelous prophecy, an oracle from Micah given to Israel in the dark hours as Assyria is looming to come uh, to, to Judah and to crush her. But you, starting in verse 2 of Micah 5, but you, Bethlehem Ephrata, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Therefore Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor gives birth and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely. For then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be their peace. So far the reading of God's word. Every year in December, I keep a list of all the things I hear people say as they define the meaning of Christmas. And, of course, at office parties, at, on television, at the Christmas specials, you hear things like this. Giving! Isn't that what Christmas is all about? Or helping the unfortunate. Isn't that what Christmas is all about? Or being with family. Isn't that what Christmas is all about? And in the political speeches, in the commentary, it goes on and on. My favorite one I did uh, see on television. It was uh, about an advertisement in a local newspaper by a, uh, uh, for a, the Center for Dental Implants. And what uh, they, they wrote that um, the gift of chewing is what the holidays are all about. <laughs> okay. That solves the mystery. That explains why we, we spend so much money on presents and clean our houses and travel long distances and have special services so that we can chew. <laughs> well, I love the line by Dr. Seuss in the story of the Grinch. And toward the end, as the Grinch suddenly gets a new heart, we read, Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. You know, the word Christmas is not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. And the Bible doesn't tell us what day of the year Jesus was born. We really don't know. But the discussion of the incarnation of God coming to earth to help his people is all through the Bible from cover to cover. And it is a good thing that we remember the Savior who sought us, who condescended, who came down to us in our sin and misery and our need. And it's all through the Bible. 
And when He comes, we are told in verses 4 and 5, He will stand and shepherd His flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord His God. And they will live securely, for then His greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and He will be their peace. And I think these two simple verses, verses 4 and 5, explain what Christmas is all about. Just three things, very quickly. He wants to be your shepherd. He wants to be your strength. And He wants to bring you serenity. Now, I could have said, He wants to bring you power. He wants to bring you protection. He wants to bring you peace. Let's see, this week I wrestled. Do I go with S or do I go with P? You know, strength, security, uh, uh, serenity, or peace and power and protection. Well, take your pick, whatever it is. But you see, Micah was given this oracle in, in the dark hours for Judah. And he looks forward to a day when at last Israel has a new king from the line of David. That king is the king of kings. And so, Mike, if you bring up my screen, the first thing you want to remember about Christmas, is that Jesus gives you strength. It says he will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord. Merry Christmas. Why did Jesus come into the world? So that he could bring strength to his people. He gives you strength. You don't have to live life in your own strength. You don't have to handle your struggles on your own. You have help. You can turn to God for strength. What does the psalmist say in Psalm 29, verse 11? The Lord gives strength to His people. The Lord blesses His people with peace. In our small groups, brothers and sisters, in your Sunday school classes, you need to share with each other the way the the Lord strengthened you, the way the Lord helped you in 2009. Because you see, God strengthens us in the big things, the huge monumental challenges that would crush us. And some of us go through those uh, types of challenges. I read this week about the most amazing man, a guy named Bob Wheeland, who was a soldier in Vietnam. And he stepped on a landmine, and his legs went that way, and the rest of his body went that way. And his life was changed in an instant. And he'd always dreamed of being a professional athlete. And now his dreams were dashed. Except, except that Bob Whelan said, I lost my legs, not my heart. That Jesus Christ has come into my life and given me a new heart. And so you know what he did? He said, Lord Jesus... Give me strength to walk again. And he learned to walk on his hands. He walks on his hands. And he walked the New York City Marathon. He was the last person to finish. It took him four days. He walked the New York City Marathon. He actually has walked across America. It took him three years. He walked across America so that he could tell the world... I can do all things through Jesus Christ who gives me strength. And some of you have stories like this, maybe not as drastic, 
but you met monumental challenges, huge loss, great sorrow and grief in your life, huge difficulty, and he was there, and your story is, I can do all things through the Messiah who gives me strength. But what about those times when you need strength because your husband just won't listen to you? What about those times when you need strength because your boss is all over your case? What about those times when you have a test in school and you've got to study, you just got to study, and you don't want to study? What about those times when the alarm clock goes off in the morning and you know what you need? You need the strength of the Lord just to put your feet on the floor. And that's true for a lot of us as well. Friends, it's the same strength. It's the same Lord. The Lord gives strength to his people, and I don't care who you are. You don't have to face it alone. That's what Christmas means. Merry Christmas. You don't have to get out of bed alone. The Lord is with you. I love this verse. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. That's the hypothetical. Hypothetical situation of one of these small things. Let's suppose... You're the husband, and you, you do the dishes, you clean up the dishes, you load the dishwasher, but, you know, you got distracted with your new Christmas gift, and you forgot to turn on the dishwasher, and then the morning comes, and your wife goes to empty the dishwasher, and she's like, you're still all dirty. Well, where's your strength? Where's your strength not to respond defensively? Or hypothetically, let's just say, random thought that, you know, husband doesn't turn on the dishwasher. And your wife, hypothetical wife, and you're really frustrated. Where does the strength come from to bless your husband that morning? Nina. Where does it come from? It came from Jesus this morning. You see, you don't have to live life alone. The Lord gives you strength to bless and not curse. He gives you strength. I don't know where you are in your life, but big or small, Merry Christmas. You don't have to face it alone. He gives strength to his people. Second point, Jesus gives you security. It says um, in this passage, and they, his flock, will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. Isn't this a beautiful promise in this ancient oracle from Malachi? You know, like this guy Bob Whelan learned in Vietnam, your life can change in an instant. And there are no guarantees about what you're going to go through tomorrow. One simple word, and your life is changed forever. Cancer. Divorce. Downsizing. You hear the word, and suddenly you are rocked. The world doesn't seem safe. But it says of the people of God, no matter what you go through, you will live securely. For then his greatness will reach to the end of the earth. And this is why he came. Merry Christmas! Jesus came so you would have a sense of security. That security is not defined by your circumstances, 
but by his promise that he says, I will take care of you. And this is the, all about shepherding. We don't have to go time to go into all of these pictures. He's, Jesus is saying, I will be your shepherd. I came to be your shepherd. The book of Ezekiel, the book of Jeremiah, the book of Isaiah, and all the Psalms, I myself will tend my sheep and have them lie down, declares the sovereign Lord. I will search for the lost, bring back the strays, bind up the injured, injured strengthen the weak. That's what he will do for you. You're safe with me. The book of Hebrews in the New Testament fulfills this. I will never leave you. Never will I forsake you. You say, I feel like I've slipped out of his hand. My sheep listen to my voice, said Jesus. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. You need security? That's security. Regardless of the size of your portfolio or the the debt load you might be carrying or the doctor's report that you just might hear or the grades that you get on your test, regardless, this is true. And the world can't offer this. And notice that Micah said, and his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. That means there's nowhere you can go that you can fall out of his hand. Nowhere. You know, this is all about shepherds and sheep. Sheep can't protect themselves. They need a shepherd. And that's why he came, to give you security, to shepherd you. Merry Christmas. And then number three, point number three, Jesus gives you serenity. And whenever I see the word serenity, of course, I think automatically of that unbelievable episode of Seinfeld, right? When George Costanza's father is wrestling with high blood pressure, and if you've ever seen George Costanza's father, he flies off the handle at every little thing, and everything is not a tiny issue. Everything is huge. Everything is huge with him, and his blood pressure is rising, and the doctor says, you've got to do something about it. He says, what can I do? And so someone tells him what he's got to do is he's got to learn to shout out, serenity now! Did you ever see that episode? And here he is practicing with George, serenity now! He shouts at the top of his lungs. Of course, it doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't help him at all. It just freaks people out when he screams it in the the taxi cab, in in the office. Where do you find serenity? Some people turn to alcohol, if we're honest. They turn to alcohol to numb the anxiety. Some of us overeat to comfort ourselves. Some of us are workaholics to comfort ourselves. We jump from, or you jump from thing to thing, relationship to relationship. It just doesn't work. But it says, He Himself will be their peace. Isn't that interesting? He is your peace. The Lord Jesus Christ is your shalom. 
And remember Psalm 29, verse 11, that I quoted? It says, he gives strength to his people. What's the sister to that? The Lord blesses his people with peace. Strength and peace, the good shepherd says, is what you have in a relationship with the Lord. It's that beautiful word, shalom. It means safety, soundness, tranquility. Remember the shepherds in Bethlehem, outside Bethlehem? And suddenly the angel appears to them. And what does the angel say at Christmas, at the coming of the Messiah? Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. You see, with the coming of Jesus Christ comes peace. What kind of peace? The most important peace, first of all, is peace with God. Never forget. Um, here we go. Romans 5.8. Didn't get it in there. Got it. I typed it in after I sent it to Mike. Okay, go back. Romans 5.1. What does Romans 5.1 say? Romans 5.1 says, Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the number one issue of peace that you and I need, friends. Peace with God. Our sins are taken away through Jesus Christ. Justification that is standing righteous before God is given to us through His work. That's what He came to accomplish, our justification. You have peace with God. But then Jesus says, my peace I leave you. My peace I leave you. Keep going, John. Here we go. My peace I give you. John 14, 27. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. And then he deals with our anxieties. And we have anxieties. Well, no. You have sinful anxieties. Me, I just have uh, constructive concerns. You know, legitimate constructive concerns, right? No. no. We all have anxieties. And what Jesus says is, I will be your peace. I will give you my peace. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. I want so much, I want so much for all of you to know the shalom of Jesus. To have that personal relationship with him when you awaken in the morning. That it naturally occurs to you to greet the Lord. And to know that he is here with you as you put your feet on the floor and as you go out the door. I so long for us as a church family to know that peace when we're together. Oh, we might bug one another once in a while. But he he puts peace between us. We work out our differences. We learn how to love each other well. And there's peace, unity, harmony in the family of God. I so long for that. And God has given that to us so wonderfully. And as you face one day your last breath, and we all come to the day when we take our last breath, that you will have the shalom, the peace that passes all understanding that will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. For he is the good shepherd who leads his people into peace. Maybe you're saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, I know about Jesus. He's not the shepherd, he was the lamb. Didn't John the Baptist say he was the lamb of God? Yeah, he was the lamb. The lamb who was slain in order to become your shepherd. 
in order to carry out all these promises, the lamb becomes the shepherd for you, laid down his life, died for you. You know, sheep are not industrious. You might have had a guard dog growing up on your farm somewhere. Nobody ever had a guard sheep, right? And sheep don't know how to figure out the answers to their problems. You never, they're not that intelligent. You never see a sheep in the circus doing tricks. What are sheep good at? Following. Sheep are good at following. Sheep are good at trusting. Do you need strength? Do you long for security? Do you need peace? Serenity now? Let's bow our heads, let's pray together, and let's give thanks. Merry Christmas. Our Father, how we thank you for this good shepherd, the one who was a lamb, the lamb of God, who became our shepherd. I pray, Lord, we pray together and for each other that it would be our true experience of everyone here, everyone in this family, that we would know your shalom in us. We need it for the huge challenges, Lord. If we hear the word downsizing or divorce or cancer or, or war, if we hear these words, that we would know where our refuge is, our strength is found. Or if, Lord, we just have a husband who forgets to turn on the dishwasher, whatever it is, and we need strength to speak a word of blessing, we pray that you will help us. Lord, we pray for the children of our church who have many fears and anxieties. Help us as mothers and fathers to lead our children into that rest, that peace that comes from knowing Jesus and can even show them this verse in Micah 5. He himself will be your peace. If you have a relationship with Jesus, he'll give you peace. And we pray that that will happen for the little ones, for the teenagers, for the college students, for the widows, for the older ones in our church. Would you be our shalom, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We're going to sing about the wonders of this mercy and this grace. Let's stand together and encourage each other uh, with this song. We learned this a few weeks ago. So now we know this. Let's sing it out together. The wonder of your mercy, Lord, the beauty of your grace, that you would even pardon me and bring me to this place. I stand before your holiness. I can only stand Sinless Savior died to make a covenant of grace. I only
want to serve you. Bring honor to your name. And though I've often failed you, your faithfulness remains. I'll glory in my weakness that I might know your strength. I will live my life at the cross of Christ and raise a banner to proclaim the wonder of your mercy, Lord, the beauty of your grace, that you would even pardon me and bring me to this place. I stand before your stand amazed. The sinless Savior died to make a covenant of grace. You welcome us before you into this holy place. The brilliance of your glory Demands our endless praise, the one, the only Savior, has opened heaven's door. We can enter in, free from all our sin, by your cleansing sacrifice, the wonder of your mercy, Lord, the beauty of your grace, that you would even pardon me, and bring me to this place. I stand before your holiness, I can only stand amazed, the sinless Savior died to covenant of grace. I want to ask Elias and Christine and Chundia, if you would come down, and maybe you're here and you need prayer today. You'd like someone to pray for you, for strength, or if, you have, if you're anxious and you need some peace. Well, Elias and Christine are here. Just come forward and let them pray for you. And now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Greet someone around you. Tell them Merry Christmas.